Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Yo, what's up? Brett Griffin. I'm back this week on Door Bumper Clear presented by Offer Pat. After a packed weekend of racing at Dover, we'll talk Joey Logano causing yet another wreck, the playoff points bubble heading to Daytona, and the Indy 500 ending under caution. I'm ready to get it going this week. Let's get started. I'm TJ Majors. This is Brett Griffin. Hey, me too now. This is Freddie Kraft. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Give me what you got here. New leader. Oh, watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Hello. Hello. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Coming to the line. Door. Bumper. Clear. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors. Uh, Spotter of the 22 Cup car, the 99 truck this week. In full house once again. Well, nope. Missing man is back. Who are you going to wreck this week? Maybe you. <laughs> you might wreck me yesterday. If you'd have wrecked me yesterday, I'm telling you right now, I'd have knocked you out. There's zero chance we got. Close if you'd to have taken you. me out of that chase, I would have called Clint after race and said, "You better wreck this mother <laughs> every week between now and the end of the year." You wreck. You wreck Freddie the you week better, before. You better get in line. <laughs> First you wreck of Freddie all, the week before, and you do everything you possibly could to wreck First me. First right of all. There. No, we didn't if, do everything. Obviously, yeah. we know how to do it. I want to know it. what the data says about you hitting the 47. Or obviously, data. we know. Obviously, we know how to do it. So, if we wanted to wreck you, we would have. <laughs> I want to know how I want to know what your data said when you hit the 47. Uh, it said got tight. <laughs> um, yeah. That's Are we talking about it now or later? Oh no, we're talking about it now or later. Uh, Don't worry. No, we're well. definitely talking about it now. Well, we have a whole topic <laughs> on it. Brett's trying to talk about a Brett topic Griffin, spot over Clint Boyer. It doesn't exist. Barely avoided the wreck, which TJ caused yet again. He's wrecked Freddie. He's wrecked Kevin Hamlin. He's wrecked. Who spots for the 47? That's not really true. Frank we Denny. never touched Freddie. Frank Denny. I thought you liked Frank Denny. I do like Frank Denny. I mean, I know you don't like the other two, but I at least thought you liked that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told him I was sick of him. And that was it. What's up, Freddie Kraft? Um, I'm the previous week's. Guy that got turned. Uh, spotter for the 43, Bubba Wallace. Spotter for Derek Krause in the 19. I don't know who the hell. Oh, I had Josh Williams in the Xfinity race this week. It was. I a, thought he was a spotter. It was a yeah. We we let him drive this week. It was oh, fun. that's cool. There's actually two of them, believe it or not. Oh, there is. But uh, yeah, so full week of racing. I don't know, like a thousand laps. That was fun. A lot of races in three days. Yeah, five races in three days was yeah. was busy. But now, hey, hey, kudos talking about you know racing like like that. We're back on schedule after all that. 
mess, two months off. We are officially back on schedule. There's a couple added, you know, truck races here and there, a couple Xfinity races, but besides that, the Cup Series is back on schedule. Well, they've added a couple good races, too, to, like, the trucks and stuff. Yeah. They're going to be good. That's where we, like, I think what they had, Richmond? Rich, they, uh, they had Darlington. Darlington and Richmond. Uh, yeah, and Richmond, they, Richmond's a makeup for the Richmond race that they were going to run because yeah. they were running this year. I'd have been okay going to the Roval with them, too. I think that would have been a, a really exciting truck race. Yeah. Casey, how you living? Oh, you know, just still here, still pregnant, so just living Have you left life. the house yet, or are you still been locked up? Uh, I mean, we'll go out and, like, eat at a restaurant maybe outside or just kind of take it easy. But honestly, with all the racing on every weekend, Chad just wants to – like, we, I watched six hours of IndyCar practice last weekend. Chad and wasn't in Knoxville, was he? He was not, thankfully. That's a good so. thing. She yes. looked like she was getting ready to say he was, and I, that look no, on her face. No, he was not, but that's crazy. That's a bucket that is... list race for me. I want to do the Knoxville Nationals. Yeah, I've never done yes. Knoxville Nationals. I'm either. glad I didn't do it this year, though. <laughs> I know. I'm glad. No, uh, what, Knox, yeah. no, I don't think. They talked about doing it this year, but obviously plans changed. So. I think you guys already did it. I got to be honest. Uh, <laughs> Knoxville, I don't think, was the issue. Knoxville, the racetrack wasn't the issue. <laughs> I, believe, <laughs> yeah. I believe Dingus might have been the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the only reason I, I want like to go. So <laughs> that wasn't even the real Knoxville Nationals, though. No. I mean, I think it was in place cancel? of, right? How do you cancel the Knoxville Nationals and just do that event? What's the difference? Everyone yeah. treated it like it was the Nationals. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I do don't you know, have any idea, Casey? I do not. I'm not aware. Like, you cancel the Nationals, but you still run a big sprint car race. With fans. <laughs> with fans that everyone treats as the Knoxville Nationals. You might as well just call it the Knoxville Nationals. Everybody that would have races was still there. Right? Yeah, I mean it's true. I'm not really. I wasn't. Was not involved in that process, so not oh, I sure. You but were, sorry. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> we can't forget our uh, producer Jason way in the back over there. Thank you so much, Casey. You're still here, Jason. <laughs> yeah, I thought we replaced this. Has not been replaced yet. It's been slow on the. It's been slow on how the long, resume. How many, how many shows is this for you? Is this like two years? What, where are we at? What this is the end of third year. Third? Yeah. You've been here that long? Yeah, he's wow. destroyed, Josh. So my time as producer, my alcohol drinking have like simultaneously gone up at the same time. I'm well, like to blame What are you up to now, like spike. three White Claws? I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guys yeah. getting doing tonight. Jason, three we're going claws. to Oyster Pub this week. You want to come? Not. Well, it was fun. I just didn't want to do that giant-ass shot you tried to give me. <laughs> uh, rule number one, Jason, you broke it. <laughs> I would have done anything else except this cupful of a shot. glad I wasn't there. Uh, we did, we did. And then he f***ed out on the, the end of the night. Yeah. Well. We'll have to make dude, up look, for it. Are you kidding me? Look at him. How long what did you, you stay expect? there? Five minutes before it closed anyway? <laughs> no, we were there for a little while. doesn't matter. You still got to go. Last call. You still got to go, Jason. Rule number one. He's never going to go out again with you. No. He's going to no. be busy and all sorts of stuff. It was stuff. entertaining. He's, he's never I enjoyed the, the entertainment. No, nah, yeah, he's just going to ignore it and stuff. Yeah. He'll text me back the next day. Oh, sorry, I didn't see yeah, this. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was sleeping. We should do Jason, a, it was 7.30. Yeah, we should, two white once claws I can passed do a, out. A, uh, once I can drink again, we should do a field trip. We're probably. either taking him to Big Al's. We're yeah, taking him I mean, to Big we can Al's. just stay Big local. Al's. Scores yeah. and Big I, Al's. I, gotta, I mean, <laughs> hopefully I'm still – I haven't been back to Big Al's since my birthday, so I don't know if they got my picture on the wall or anything. I asked Doug every week if he's replaced that table yet, so – you guys I broke tables? Not th- That's allegedly. I don't really recall much of it. So, Well, every time I ask Doug, he says no, so something broke. <laughs> <laughs> my kid had baseball practice. So I'd have been right in the middle of that. 
Hey, I, I didn't listen to the full show last week. I listened to bits and pieces of TJ making up reasons why he didn't actually cause that wreck. But did you guys give Quinn Huff a shout out for finally passing Kyle Larson in points? Uh, I don't remember. I, don't I know we, we said yes. something nice about him. Good, good. I he take it all it. back. At, are you kidding me? 19 races later. The, did you not see him on Saturday? He went to hit pit road and didn't lift till like he <laughs> was way into turn three. It was right in front of us. And I was like, I saw him go to the apron in three, but I, I could tell that he was obviously going way too fast to make any sort of corner out of that. And I was like, watch out. There's no way to go but up when you get there. And we're getting ready to go into the corner. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to watch the wonder fun anyway. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> like, I about closed my, my eyes when that happened. Then he wrecked yesterday, right? Uh, he spun out. He's the last caution. He did spin out, but I right? think he finished, was, didn't he? Yeah, I think, I think he just yeah, spun he off just the spun two. Off. Yeah, Lejoy uh, was the last caution. Oh, which was kind of a BS caution. Like, didn't he hit the wall though, or he just spin? I don't no, know. he just rode the wall for about a hot minute. Caution, put it out. Yeah, reset. Screwed me. I went from a top eight to dead last. Talk about pit road. Did you see uh, Ryan Priest do his best Quinn Huff impression? That's wow. in Ask DBC. Is it? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hung a left. Pitting. <laughs> Pitting this time. Oh, yeah. from the third <laughs> lane, from the top rope. Priest. Oh, boy. We'll wait till Ask DBC yeah. to, to pile on I there. I feel in Casey. Any uh, contractions? Yeah, any contractions, water breaking? Don't want to talk about it. And no, if we air the part at the beginning of the show, uh, no, if my water breaks, I'm not staying on the show. Sorry. <laughs> what do you got? Two more weeks? No. Well, no, it's well, closer than that, isn't it? Yeah, so my date's Sunday. Yeah, so you got two more weeks. So everybody uh, else I know that's pregnant around this time already had their babies, and then I'm just sitting here like, okay. It's good. We'll be home Saturday night, so if we get to the date, we'll be home for a week. We ought to be around. That's good. Yeah, if you have For it what? Sunday, if you have it Sunday, you can do the show on Monday. That'd be perfect. Well, I mean, what do you mean, moral support? I mean, <laughs> help. <laughs> they got good Wi-Fi at this place. You're going to yeah. have this baby. Are you delivering yeah. this thing in a pool or anything fancy? Oh, yeah. No, that is not happening. No birthing center. Okay. It's a hospital. Hospital. Yeah. Don't worry. Some people go crazy with kid, having kids. Man, they get creative. Yes, living room is. I'm down with just doing it the popular. normal way with that. No, doctor. we don't want to know where it was created. Here's an idea. Let's use a doctor. I got a crazy idea. (laughs) So funny. Well, either way, hopefully this will be my last week here for a while. Because if I'm still here on on Monday, then um, we're going to have some issues. I'll be What are you talking about? That's mean. That's a a thing to say. I mean. Well, for a little. I mean, I would like to have her eventually. Yeah, I mean, Zoom works. From the hospital you know, room, I say yeah, Zoom there's from the that, hospital. There's that table they can they bring your food over on and stuff that sits <laughs> right in front of you. You can put your laptop on it and Zoom. You just have to do your hair and stuff. You'll be good. We'll consider it. We'll talk about it, Jason. We'll we'll offline. Don't worry. Definitely some a priority for me. Can you believe we didn't rain out at all this weekend? We had no rain delays in Dover, which is. I know. I I started to sweat a little bit during that Sunday. Xfinity race. Oh, right. so it's like, yeah. All of a sudden, I'm like, where the hell is this rain coming from? One dark big drops. Big drops. I'm like, oh, man, don't let yeah. it rain, please. Because like we talked about, 4 o'clock start now. You soak that place down at 4 o'clock. It dries pretty quick, but still, I mean, we were. it was it was pretty dark at the end of that race. When we yesterday. left the racetrack yesterday, we had 30 minutes of daylight left. Yeah. So one quick shower would have well, – no way we would have made that. Or, you know, not halfway, depending on the shower hit. So. Yeah. 
Good race, good weekend racing. Though. A lot of racing. I thought the I thought the Xfinity series on that tire put on a little bit of a better show than we did. That's I, odd. I mean, you look at Saturday. I thought our race was was pretty good, the Cup race. But watching the Xfinity series race before that, like it was awesome. And then you watch the Sunday race, the Cup race, and Harvick was really the only guy that could be a comer and goer, like everybody else. I was. I mean, I was awesome on Saturday and Sunday. I was just stuck. It was, it was the same thing we've said. I mean, the, the, I think the, the package was way better than last year. Last year was awful. Way better. Last year was terrible. The package this year was better, but we still have the same issue where the tire didn't wear out. You know, you, you put Austin Dillon out there out front on, in that one stage, and he checks out. He's With gone. 25 lap tires he, He's gone. Yeah. And finally, Denny gone. runs him down. But everybody else, you know, I think he finished second he in that finished stage. Second or third. So, I mean, you still, I just, you know, obviously – High speeds there, you know, we're just always worried about loads, and you don't want to see guys blowing tires, but we, we still have to figure out a way to have these tires wear out. Yeah, they slow down, but they just don't they don't produce that Everyone wear out. Everyone slows down the same pace, though. Yeah. You know, there's no there's no saving your tire. Yeah, there's no guy like somebody burned their stuff up. Such, and a great, such a great racetrack. It's a shame that it's not putting on a better show because of that tire, because it should be. And it's going to most likely one race next year. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah. A tire, like wear do- a tire wear track anywhere. These racetracks can all be great racetracks with with tire wear. Yeah. So, but it is what it is. We see. I see a lot of people always tweet this at us or in the XDBC, and I feel like we've talked about it before, and we've seen it a couple times in an all-star race, but do you think any kind of, like, option tire would make any difference? Like, do you think if the teams – I mean, obviously, if the teams ha- – would that be more strategy into it where – if you had one set of super soft tires or something like that, but I feel like they would all just put them on at the same time. Well, you're gonna hate what same. I'm gonna say. Make them all super soft. Like, yeah, make them if if they can wear and they can last for a, an opportunity for people to be strategic about it. Make the whole batch of tires that way. Right now, we don't have to manage tires at all. No, we need to. We need to have to manage no. tires. I mean, there's very few places. There's there's Atlanta, Homestead, you know. It, I mean, it's been it's been a handful of years since we've had to do that. But I'm telling you, like. Like we need every race to be like Atlanta, where you got where you got guys that can chill out a little bit, and then they can actually excel at the end of a run because they were smarter on tires. Yeah. Um, now it's hammer down as hard as you can go the whole time, and that's it. There's no um, there's no you know strategy in that at all. So you know once you run a certain amount of laps, you you know everybody's honestly most people pit by fuel windows. You know, yeah. it depends on what kind of fuel window you're near and when you're setting yourself up for the next one. That's what you're pitting for, really. You're not pitting because oh, yeah. my tires are wore out. I mean, it's ridiculous. You see a couple times, guys, especially some of these mile-and-a-halves, where you know, you guy, a guy will short pit to try to get a little advantage, and he'll come out right in front of the leaders, and it'll be 30, 40 lap difference on tires, and the leader will go up there and pass him. Pass him. You know, like it's yeah. like, yeah. well, that backfired. <laughs> That's a major problem. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to knock another few inches off the spoiler as well <laughs> just take them off i mean you can see a slight difference though you can see a little bit of a difference I thought, this week. I, obviously i thought the package was better this year than it was last year. oh way better it was a way better show the cup race last year there was absolutely embarrassing it, it needs, was not it embarrassing needs more though to me it this, needs, it needs, it needs a little bit more i mean you could see the guys 
they're close to having to catch it. You can tell when somebody gets a little bit close, but they're not out of – you know what I mean? They're not – it's not a tool yet to but use. But you got to take this into consideration. Saturday's cup race was better than Sunday's. Why? Because Saturday night, everybody had an opportunity to work, work on their on cars stuff. and make them better and make them faster. Had we gone in there and ran two practices or three practices like a normal weekend, yeah. there's a solid chance the race sucked just as bad as it did last yeah, year if been, those guys have an opportunity I to mean, get it, better. I mean, it might have been bad on Saturday too, but apparently the forest track bar kept bottoming itself out on the right side. So that he he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't kick everybody's ass. Yeah, so that kind of you know handicapped him, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, Denny was crazy fast on Saturday. I texted him after race. I was like, "Well, that was pretty much an ass kicking. You don't even like this place." He's like, "No, I don't. I still don't." So uh, it, it, you saw two guys dominate two different races. All right. Well, let's hear more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad, before we get started. Man, we're headed back to Daytona Beach, home of the world center of racing. Mine and Freddie's favorite hangout on the tour, the Oyster Pub. And it's close to two major housing markets for our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. That's right, Brett. Who wouldn't want to live in Florida? Well, if you want to call Daytona your home track, you can look into moving to either the Jacksonville or Orlando areas with OfferPad. I need a beach home, so I'm going straight to OfferPad.com and seeing what's available around Jacksonville. A beach home. Good for you, TJ. Spending that big Penske salary. I saw your new car sitting in the parking lot here when I rolled up today, too. It's my wife's. Uh, oh, oh, that's your wife's car. Yeah. Oh, what's she do for a living? <laughs> Pays for me. <laughs> oh, I can tell. After you look at homes available in Jacksonville uh, on OfferPad.com, you may still want to sell your current home and move there permanently. You could leave Mooresville, the dirty mo that you and Dale Jr. have built. <laughs> yeah, TJ. All you need to do is log on to OfferPad.com. Fill out the five-minute form about your current home, and you'll get a competitive cash offer within 24 hours. And then you get to decide whether or not you want to take the offer. If you do take an offer and sell with OfferPad, you'll avoid showings and pick your own closing date. You know what? That sounds easy and convenient. I'm in. I'm checking out OfferPad.com right now. The main reason is why I ask is you and Brett are going to help me move, and you're neither one of you going to wear shirts. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to see us topless. But while you're there, make sure you tell them we sent you by selecting the podcast option in the How Did You Hear About Us question. Spot on, spot on. Spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot off. Spot on, you like it. Spot off, you don't like it. And you say why either way. First topic. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. says... Joey Logano's apology doesn't mean anything after lap seven wreck on Sunday. Spot on, spot off. TJ, this one is definitely for you. I mean, spot off. You don't want to ever get into somebody that early in a race. Uh, just, you know, racing hard, just got into him. Joey said he messed up. There's, you know, there's a, there's a long list of, you know, Ricky's apologies or whatever when he's mounted people many times. Just wreck, I mean, you mess up sometimes. Ricky's done the same thing. Uh, lap one at Darlington, you know, you make a mistake sometimes and you hate to see it cause those guys are there working hard and you know, his crew guys didn't deserve that and he didn't deserve that as well, but that's just racing at the, at the track, you know, and, and, uh, not much else you can say about it. Spot on. I mean, at least he got an apology. I, I mean, I don't know what he's mad about. I mean, <laughs> could, you could have just got run over on the last lap and not even got an apology. So not, not only did you not get you. an apology, Freddie. I got told I was wrong. You know, we yeah, yeah. you got we Joey, 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 yeah, Joey text Bubba that basically said it was it was not his fault, right? Yeah. yeah. 
when you get pinched by a guy and he hits you after that, that's I, not on hey, us. Hey, you're the only guy in the country that thinks that, so that's fine. <laughs> that's not, that's anyway. not really true. There's two of us, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> Bot on for it only being a single car wreck, man, on restarts at this place. Lap well, seven. it was two cars. It could, yeah, uh, it well, it was actually th- two or three cars. Who the hell? Well, how did those guys wreck in the well, back? How did the guy run a dead last wreck? <laughs> I, so I don't know how the guys in the back. I, I saw the nine get a little bit of damage from it, which. A little bit, yeah. He's, he's, uh, yeah, he he's going to a clip off of it. <laughs> But I don't even know what he hit. Like uh, maybe the eighteen or something checked up. I think really hard, and the nine got in. Yeah, the back we were all it. running wide open, and then you turned a guy and right in, in front, front of, of the everybody. Field. It's pretty narrow. Hey, I don't know if you know that's how what happened. <laughs> well, just lift. lift. I think we all lifted, and we all tried to miss. Well, no, it. no, that's not true because not everybody lifted. But fortunately, <laughs> Did you see in the back. <laughs> fortunately, the fourteen missed. Like I couldn't believe we were wrecking right there because I didn't see anything. That I think was, I was right behind you. I didn't see anything that was like. Okay, Brett, be ready. These guys are about to wreck. And all of a sudden, yeah. I was like, Wah! It caught me off guard, too, because we we stay, we got underneath him in turn two, and he, he kind of crowded us a little bit. But you just got to hang on someone's quarter panel. You know what I mean? You got to try to stay there so you can make the pass into the next corner. And I didn't even think anything of it. I thought we were going to race down the front stretch. And then next thing I know, we're sliding up a little bit. He lost the nose and 47 spinning. I mean, like you said, you don't really, you don't, that's a spot of the race where you don't really expect to see a wreck that earlier. Um, at that part of the field either. I mean, I know you don't want me to win DBC picks for the 100th year in a row, but that's going to an all-time low to t- completely take my guy out <laughs> on lap seven. Had to do what you got to do. I mean, <laughs> this guy, Joey, just don't care. He don't care how many enemies he makes. Hell with it. And, and and the worst part about making enemies, it, it'd be one thing if you're going to race these guys, but Bubba's pissed off at him. We, he ain't never going to see us in the playoffs. Uh Stenhouse, he ain't afraid to wreck somebody. Now you're going to wreck this guy. He tried. I mean, I seen him messing with you yesterday for five laps after he came out of the pits. Like, oh, Dillner. Big wreck. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, gee, I mean, good luck. I mean, we, talk, we talked a lot about Noah Gregson on here making enemies in the beginning of the year, and now, and we kind of burned him to the ground. And J- Joey's on that same path here the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. I you know, the only thing – I mean, you see Joey going to apologize. He said right after, like, that's my fault. I'm sorry. No, I don't. I see him apologize to one guy. He didn't apologize to the other guy. Okay. So Which he mean, got the nine. He got the 18 a little bit. We didn't see the 18 all day yesterday, so maybe he got more damage. He had, he had a bunch of damage. His nose was we killed. He, right he, side was hurt. Somehow or another, the guy running dead last, the 51 got in it. Destroyed. Uh, the seven was down there on the apron, stopped. I don't, it, look, if you're running dead last and you get in a wreck for guys that are racing for around 10th, there's a solid chance you have no idea what state you're even in. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know. Who, who was the 51? Is that uh, Joey Gase yesterday? Um, I don't know. ever know who's been. driving in 50 cars. Yeah, they swap around a lot. That's because you don't know who they 51, are. 51, 53, those got like 77. Yeah, I know Garrett was in the 7. and then JJ's been in the 27 pretty consistently, yeah. I think. I just have no idea who was in the 51 yesterday. Yeah, I'm not sure. But it was Joey Gase. destroyed. Joey Gase. Yeah. I'm talking that thing needed front and rear clip, and he was running somewhere in the last three cars. <laughs> that wreck happened, what, maybe 10th-ish? Yeah. Yeah, 10th-ish. Yeah, exactly yeah. around there. So, I started 14th. They were, they were 40th. So you figure we're coming off of four. They're probably just going into three at that point, roughly probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he still managed to wreck. Jeez, it's a long way. To, it's a lot of ground to cover to get there. <laughs> well, thanks for giving us something to talk about on the show, TJ. Yeah, uh, you know, can't wait for Daytona this week. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, spot on, spot off. William Byron has a four point advantage over Jimmy Johnson for the final playoff spot. 
Freddie. Uh, there's a bunch here. Um, spot on one for Cliff Daniels. I mean, he was the only guy that kind of sacked up and made a hell of a call there at the end and, and you know, got his guy out front. And I don't think he did it with the intentions of winning the race. I mean, obviously it crosses your mind where you think, you know, maybe you saw Austin Dillon yesterday get out front and check out. Obviously the four was dominant yesterday, so he was going to be hard to beat. But what he did do was probably gain – where was Jimmy running? Six to gain three points. Yeah, I mean, he, so he's gaining points here. You know, you take – the risk versus reward is maybe I get out front, maybe they get bottled up behind me, I could check out for the last – 15 laps and get gone obviously jimmy's unbelievably good at dover um but if not you know this is what's going to happen probably i'm going to i'm going to fall back to second or third and and gain three points now he goes in what five what is it four back four back versus seven back which is a big difference you know come sunday i I think two things here uh jimmy jimmy made a, a a mistake and got caught speeding toward the end of the race and, and really took himself out of having an opportunity to win the race. And to Freddie's point is his crew chief kind of bailed him out and put him back in a position. I mean, we saw how hard Jimmy was driving, trying to make up for it. But I, I just look back at Kentucky and I say, man, if, if Jimmy Johnson doesn't miss that race, you know, he's obviously not in this position. You know, he's definitely going to be ahead of William Byron. He's definitely going to be ahead of Matt D. Benedetto. Wow. wow. Get you some of that. That's impressive. Uh, Appreciate that, kid. working on that. Um <laughs> <laughs> but but what if that was a false positive test? Like, I mean, you can't go back and redo history, but if Jimmy Johnson just starts that race and runs 15th, he's going to have 25 more points than what he has right now. So it's hard for me to uh, – like, I don't know, man. It, it's, easy, it's always easy to look back and go, man, we could have, would have, should have. But, but those two things definitely were going to bury Jimmy Johnson in this thing. And, and yesterday he and his crew chief bailed himself out and – and to Freddie's point, I mean, I think Matt Borland hung his hat on having balls to make big calls for a very long time in this sport, put Ryan Newman in a lot of positions to win races uh, when he hadn't been the fastest car all day or all night. And that's what Cliff Daniels did yesterday. So uh, a big time, big, big call. Only the only car in the field to do it. And we only had, you know, a few laps to run. And we saw guys take two and take none throughout the weekend and, and at least kind of hang on to where they were. Yeah. So it was a big time call. Where was Jimmy running before that caution? Sixth. Okay. But I he mean, restarted in the back, and he was, you know, trying to, like I said, I mean, he screwed up, got a speeding penalty, uh, but but had, was one of the fastest cars behind Harvick at that point. So before the last caution we all pitted, where was he running? Sixth. He was? He got all the way back to sixth He got that back to sixth. So yeah. I was running eighth, and he called us, and and I literally knew that if we finished top 11, thanks to our friend Bob Pockers, that if I finished top 11 in stage three, that I was locked in to the playoff going into Daytona and wouldn't have to worry about points. And so, you know, Jimmy catches us. Well, in Clint's mind, he's racing Jimmy to keep Jimmy from not getting another point and obviously, you know, to get himself to get another point. And I was like, Clint, do not get in a pissing match with this guy. It's not worth it. We're doing what we need to do to lock ourselves in. Clint let him go. We get back after it. Um, then the caution came out. We, we actually saw several guys have loose wheels over the weekend. The 10 car had a loose wheel. The 11 car had a loose wheel. We had a loose wheel. Thank goodness it was under caution that we caught it because if it had been under green, it would have put us right back in a hole trying to go to Daytona Racing. So the left front, uh, we had to come back in under caution and put more lug nuts on it, uh, which made us you know, go back there and restart you know, 16th, 18th. That's where we ran. Let me, let me ask you a very important question. Why were you changing the left side tires? I don't know, though. <laughs> if, you, if you had to finish 11th, you can come out of the pits second or third for 15 laps, surely you could have held on for if, a top if 11. I am, uh, you know, hindsight's everything. It's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback. Um, but when you look at the 21, the 24, the 48, and us, 
Like, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Throw a hail mary. Yeah. Uh, try to get try to get the track position because we see how much it means. Um, but hey, it, it is what it is. We we it's kind of weird because we're going to Daytona out of the playoffs, but I'm only a few points out of the playoffs. So if I go back there and ride in the back for the first stage, and Jimmy doesn't get max points, and William doesn't get max points. It, it'll lock me in. You know what I'm saying? So I have to make sure that I'm ahead of 15th in points because 16th in points right now could go away if we have a winner that's an yeah, Eric Jones. Yeah, you don't want to be on the bubble. Yeah. Right, and when we all know that that can happen there more so than anywhere. So I have yeah. to be more worried about staying ahead of 15th in points or as worried about that as I am, you know, the guy that's the, the first car out. So um, definitely can't go down there and race, man, and be aggressive and, and, and screw up because if you're the first car out – you know, like like Chase Elliott was yesterday. You, you if if you just said Chase Elliott would be the first car out of Dover, you just said no way. Well, Clint Boyer can't do that at Daytona. Yeah. If he does that, uh, he could potentially miss his playoff. So we have to go down there, play defense, play smart, and let the first stage shake out. Then hopefully after that point, well, I mean, Clint at dinner on on Saturday night, him, uh, me, him, and Freddie went to eat Italian place there in, in Dover, and his eyes were set on getting in the top ten in points. You know, which was an achievable goal. And and now that's kind of out the picture because you got to go play defense. I'll tell you one th- another thing. Um, the twenty four made a hell of a rebound from one day to the next. Saturday, he yeah. was eighty eight as well. He was awful. Well, eighty eight had damage early yeah. in that race Saturday, but the the twenty four was, was pretty good. awful on Saturday. I mean, to the point where they were fighting with each other on the radio. They said him and Chad, yeah. they were going at it. Um, and then he was, you know, he was, uh, in, I think he got stage points, both stages ran up to, uh, top 10, all race. And, and you, you see the importance of stage points here because I think Jimmy was what three or four to the good going into that race. He outruns Byron on the race at the end of the race, but still comes out four points behind him. So, yeah. you know, that's what you, you're, that's what you're going to be looking for. Uh, Sunday or Saturday night this week is those three guys around these stages. Cause I mean, that's going to make or break your season. Yeah. 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 I'm spot on for, uh, the um, this was gonna happen. This was gonna come about when no matter who it was. I mean, there, there's gonna be this scenario is gonna play out. Just you don't know the drivers' names when we go into a, a playoff deal. Someone's not gonna make it, and we didn't know what the names were gonna be all year. And this is why you race. This is why you race for every single point you can get during the year. This is where it matters. These guys are in this situation. They're wishing they had ten points right now. They're wishing you know. William Byron's wishing he, you know, didn't make this mistake at one track and cost him 10 spots, or maybe he wishes he held these couple guys off here and there because those two, four, six, eight points are adding up right now. And at the end of the day, at the plate race, you could literally be uh, within 100 yards of the guy and you're losing 15 spot, 15 points to him right there. Yeah, I think the bigger I mean, storyline, big. I think, you know, the obvious storyline is the one we're talking about. But the real storyline for TV, in my opinion, is – this is Bubba Wallace's, Ricky Stenhouse's, Eric Jones, Michael McDowell, Corey LaJoy. This is their chance to get in the playoff. And it comes down to a race that at times we've seen it won by cars and drivers that hadn't been competitive all night because everybody else got took out. Finish first, first you must finish. To me, that's the big storyline is which one of those guys – has the best opportunity to go capitalize on this and win the race because it's going to come – yeah, we're going to have this whole conversation about somebody is out here. Either the 24, the 21, or 48 is going to get eliminated. I think, personally, that the 14 is safe. Uh, but one of them three is out. But somebody else brand new may get in and put two of them out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's – I don't understand – I don't see any reason for a 
now I don't know what our plan is. We, you know, sometimes we have to do kind of manufacturer's orders here, but I don't see any reason for us to race at all for a long time on Saturday because there's going to be a lot of guys. You, you talked about one, Ricky Stenhouse is probably the most aggressive. Him and Joey are the two most aggressive plate racers we've got right now. Um, and, and he's going to be, this is his race. You know, his is his chance to get in. Because you have a fast car, too. Um, yeah. And he, I mean, he made a comment that he thought he was going to win the race yesterday. That's, and that's why he was pissed that Joey took him out. I don't know what well, race I thought he, he was, too. I had him in DBC picks. What race <laughs> <he was. laughs> uh, but, but so you see that, like, it's going to be around the stages, breaks, it's going to be ultra aggressive. The end of the race, obviously, guys trying to get in position to be ultra aggressive. Like, this is going to play, right? We talked about Corey LaJoy. You know, this is going to play right into their hands to where the, the guys that like to – Ryan Newman was another one who usually likes to ride around back there. You know, I feel like them guys that like to ride, this this is a race that could play right into their hands. See, I think it's the opposite because Daytona gets real narrow. It's way way more narrow than Talladega, and it's hard. It's hard. Once you get in the back and ride, it's hard to get through two-by-two two traffic, oh, man. Yeah. It's hard to get your way back through. So I think – I look for a guy like Ricky to be super aggressive in the beginning and try to get control of the race early. Oh, for sure. It's nighttime, and one late caution, and everything you just said is out the window. This isn't the Daytona 500 where we run it at 2 o'clock and it's 90 degrees outside. It'll be 75 degrees. It'll be dark. Thank goodness. And if we see a late race caution, it is going to be a complete three-wide, four-wide crapshoot for however many laps it is. But you're not going to be able to go from – you're not gonna be able to go from back and just drive around through. You're gonna get jammed up. Yeah, well, the point as soon as, as soon as somebody sees you come with a run, guess what they do? Yeah, oh, they yeah, pull in sure. front of you. The, the 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 point being though, you're you're banking on the fact that there's not many cars to go through at that point. You know what I mean? Ah. If you wipe out like the one year, the the year we finished second in the 500, I think there was like 12 cars running at the end of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I think that's what you're looking at here potentially. You know, if you got guys being super aggressive trying to get in these playoffs. You're going to see, see multiple gonna, big wrecks. I don't wrecks. think you're going to see a lot of guys being aggressive. I think you're going to see a lot of guys trying to help other guys. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but we're I, just going to stay in line here. But um, there's still six or seven guys that are that are fast enough that are that have no shot at the playoffs that that are going to, you know, yeah. like all, you know, Redick, um, Listen, there's 42 th- car. There's 12 guys that are locked in to the playoff. Those 12 guys – are either going to be aggressive and go try to win the race and get more stage points because people don't realize a lot of times if you win regular season, you get 15 playoff points. If you finish second, you get 10 playoff points. So those guys that are tightening those points right there, and it goes all the way back to 10th. So if you're 11th in points right now, you want to get 10th and get that playoff point. If you're 10th in points, you want to try to get the ninth or 8th to get those extra playoff points. Those 12 guys have nothing to lose. So they're going to be aggressive. You think just, Joey Logano is going to go out there and be a p- like you just insinuated most of the field is? Absolutely not. Them 12 guys are going to race hard. Now, to, to Freddie's point, Bubba Wallace, if he goes out there and he's aggressive and he gets wrecked, he's stupid because you literally gave it all away for no chance to be there at the end. Ryan Newman, same thing. I think you got half the field aggressive. Half, I mean, the 21, the 24, and 48 can't go out there and ride. No choice. They have to get max points in order to beat each other. Like, And it only takes one mistake to tear up 15 cars at that place. So I, I think I think it's huge. I, we couldn't have more drama going into a final race of regular season than what we're going to have this weekend. Matt Benedetto lost 42 points in seven races and is nine points over the playoff bubble at Daytona. Spot on, spot off. Brett. Spot on. I passed him. Thank you, Matt, for uh, 
the bed, bud. Uh, I hate it for you. I, I got a lot of friends over there, man. I'm, I'm, uh, thanks to the Wood Brothers, I'm even where I'm at now. Wood Brothers and Elliott Sadler gave me a lot of opportunity here in this sport. Uh, pulling for those guys, man. Would love to see them make the chase. Obviously, Doug, a friend of mine and Freddie's, uh, he and TJ don't like each other so much. They used to be roommates. Now they broke up. They don't even room together anymore. Uh, they got <laughs> such a big quarrel. But, um, I, you know, Billy Kerwood's on that team. Uh, Greg Irwin's dad used to drive Clint Boyer's truck with the five hour energy days, like real, really small garage in a lot of situations. And, and, uh, look, man, pressure's on players make plays. Me and some buddies have always said that. So, uh, you can't, you can't choke again. You gotta, you gotta man up and do your job. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, spot off. You can't, you can't let this happen. I, I you know, it's almost the equivalent of uh, like playing prevent defense. You know what I mean? In a game where you've got a big lead and you're you're just trying to hang on, and they 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 had just haven't been aggressive. You know they they gave up the opportunity to get stage points at the Daytona Road Course. They, the first stage they stayed out and and you know got I think he finished fifth or sixth in the stage, got some points. But the second stage he pit with everybody else there instead of staying out like you did and gaining max points. So now those five or six points could be a big deal. Um, you know, and then just yesterday, like we talked about at the end of that race, you know, there's. There's your opportunity to to go get. You put two tires on there. You're coming out. I don't know where he was running. Probably, you know, out just outside the top ten, fifteenth maybe. He puts two on there. He's going to come out probably in the top five somewhere. I would say. And then I don't think you're going to lose ten spots in in fifteen laps or whatever we had to go there. Yeah. So I mean, you, you, that's just another five or ten point. You know, yeah. five points you're giving up. So now you would you? I mean, you you could be sitting there if you give up. You know, those five stage points say at the Roval. I mean, uh, Daytona Roval. Five points yesterday. Now you're 17 to the good versus seven or nine, whatever it was. It 19. adds up, man. Yeah, I mean, just you know, you can't you can't just do what everybody else does because you're it's going to burn you. You have to have you, you you play to win the game. You know what I mean? Herm Edwards there. You know, you you got to be aggressive. You got to stay hungry, and and you can't just just keep doing the same thing over again and, and hope to get better results. Yeah, you need to you got to stay aggressive with it. You know, spot off because that's not a. Not a comfortable position to be in going into this race like that. It'd be nerve-wracking. I think you've been in that position before. Were you in it last year? I usually tried to be in nerve-wracking situations. It's kind of <laughs> where my life lives. Um, yeah, it's not. It's high-pressure situ- situation and definitely not much fun to be in. But you gotta you got to stay aggressive and get everything you can. Um, like Freddie said, you go into the prevent. Don't change your game plan, man. It's working so far. Don't change it because you're just giving them an opportunity. I think we uh, thought that Matt would probably maybe have a win by now, and he and he doesn't. But TJ, as an organization, what are you guys? Have you had any conversations yet about this weekend and helping that guy? Uh no. I mean, I'm I'm sure that'll be. Uh, I'm interested in seeing what what the alliances do. Um, you know, we know when we get you know before what the Chevy camp has done for their guys. That look, you guys are lining up with them. This is our guy. We're pushing him, and I don't know. I don't know what's what's going to happen there. We got this is a harder situation because you got it's not just like it's not almost like one car. You know, you got manufacturers have multiple cars trying to get in. You if, know, if, so if you, I'm putting you on the spot. If if the decision is made that your teammates are supposed to help Matt get stage points, you know, obviously into the race. I know you guys are going to try to win the race, but if the decision is made that you guys are to help him as much as you possibly can help him. Who makes that call? Roger Penske, Cindric, your crew chiefs. Uh, who makes that call? I'd say it probably comes from the highest up. That you know, I'd say it probably comes from that. And we've been in situations like that before. But you, you just try to help as much as you can. But everything I've ever been involved in was look, help as much as you can. But you know, don't 
we want you to race, but don't do it so early that everyone else gets around. You know, if you're going to race, like if I'm going to, you're going to race till off a of turn four, and then if you can get a run, make a pass, and go for the win, you can't can't stop a guy from going for a win. I mean, everybody. Yes, I don't know. You want to win. These guys are paid to win races, and they all want to win. Because Hendrick's in a weird situation. they got to race against one another. You're yeah. not in that situation. You have three cars in and a fourth car that is on the fringe. You know, and That's what you, I'm saying. This is a little bit different because yeah. you got multiple cars going for it instead of just, okay, you guys are safe, this guy, we need this guy in. Every, you three are pushing that guy. I mean, if they tell the 88 and the 24 to help the other two guys, well, the other two guys are trying not to help each other. Yeah, like it's going to be a, a lot of drama. I know. Last year, you know, like we've had, you know, kind of Chevrolet team orders for a little while. You know, for these not team orders, but you know, hey, you guys are all OEM orders for sure. You're going to work together. You know, you know, you you're not going to push a, an oval. You're going to push a bow tie. Yeah. Or, you know, or if there's a bow, there's an oval in there, we're going to do what we can to get them out of there. Forty two was told you know? to get off us, get out from behind yeah. us one time. Um, so. and, and then there was an emphasis last year put on the guys in the chase. You know, we went to Talladega in the in the, in the chase. And you know it's it's getting up to a cut. I don't know if it was a cutoff race or or you know a race before a cutoff race, but there was there was an emphasis on you know whoever the you know the the nine one forty two whoever they were like hey you know if we can get in position to help, you know get these guys stage points that's something we need to consider you know so you know there's obviously no exact team orders they they kind of just hey you know if we can all work together it's beneficial for everybody but that's kind of what we were told we yeah. were you know look if you can help help let's do our best to work together and and maximize what we can but we also want Y'all go for the win if you can at the end, but don't do it so early where in the middle of the backstretch where they, the others can stay lined up and blow by everybody. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now, if I have an opportunity to help somebody, it's gonna be Matt Benedetto because I think Benedetto. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm gonna get it right every time, but I mean you think think about this, right? If if I am, uh, hell, I don't know, Kurt Busch, right? So Kurt Busch is locked in this playoff. If he has a chance to help Matt D get in. Or help Jimmy Johnson get in. Which one do you want to have to race against in a playoff? Yeah. I don't want to have to race against Jimmy Johnson. He'd get hot and win a couple races, and then boom, all of a sudden you're the guy out because you helped him get in. Like yeah. this, this is the, there, there's a lot of brain. I'll methods. take it one further. Help me. You push me in there, and then we'll take both. We'll take all three of them guys out, and that'll be that's even you know solid then, plan. Yeah, that's a good plan. Don't you push me? I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know the last. You know the last plate race you led, you got pushed by us. Right? I know because I pulled up in front of you. I had no choice. I'm just telling you guys, like <laughs> Risky mentally, move, Freddie. Mentally, Risky these move. drivers are going to have a lot of scenarios playing out in their head. And if Clint Boyer is coming up on a three wide scenario, and it's Jimmy Johnson, William Byron, and Matt D, if I'm Clint Boyer, I'm going to push Matt D because I don't want to have to race those other two guys. Yeah, I mean, you definitely don't want to put a seven time champion in the playoffs. I don't know. It'd be hard. I think that I think the twenty one has more speed than the 24, but, uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to keep Jimmy Johnson It may out. look like Jimmy Johnson has the plague on Saturday night. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. None of these guys may want to help him because they don't yeah. want to have to race against him. We'll see. Spot on, spot off. The Indy 500 ends under caution. TJ. Uh, man, that's a tough one. I think that's tradition there, but, I mean, I like to see a finish, so I would have loved to seen uh, – Scott Dixon and Sato duke it out, even though, you know, we were racing at the time. But I think that would have been – man, what an exciting finish that would have been, those two guys going for the win in the Indy 500. So, uh, heck, even the top five at that point, you know, the restart seemed to be the only time people could really get, you know, good passes in and stuff. So that, that to me, probably would have been pretty exciting. Yeah. 
I'm glad the guy that wrecked was okay though, because that was a pretty bad wreck. Man, there was a cut. There was. I don't know if you saw it. You see it? Mm. Yeah, I'm glad. um, You talking about the one that hit the end of the pit wall? Yeah. What's his? uh, Spencer Pickett. 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 Yeah, I'm glad he's okay because that was a pretty, pretty big hit. I thought so. We right before we went up for the cup race, there was the one. Who was it? Was it Askew? We were watching it in the street, yeah. remember? Yeah. He pounded that Connor inside Daly. wall yeah. on a restart. And, I, and so after the race is over, they're like, oh, my God, you see that guy hit the wall? And I'm like, yeah, that was bad, that Askew kid. And they're like, oh, no, that's not the one we're talking about. Yeah. And then Megan sent me a video of that kid, and I sent it to you last night, um, hitting that end. I was like, oh, my God. But I was glad to see he, he was, was all right. He was on the floor. I mean, they could have called called a red if they really wanted to, honestly. Like, so that was the wreck at the end of the race? Bad. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, they I had, guess, tra- yeah. had track repair to make in order to get it back going green, and they elected to ride it out under yellow versus going red. And I think when you go back and obviously we didn't get a chance to watch it live, which is an epic freaking fail from a TV perspective. How do you schedule three races to where they're all overlapping within the same network family? I'm not going to go there. But anyway, I guess I kind of went there. Uh, <laughs> but when you go back and look at the Twitter timeline, you have a lot of NASCAR guys that were obviously there covering the Indy 500 and gals like Jennifer Fryer. And they were all saying, surely we see red here. And you're, they're you know, saying what, tweeting what Scott Dixon is saying. Uh, and then obviously it just goes yellow. But if you're an Indy purist – I think you probably support that finish. If the problem is we've changed the culture of racing, you know, do I want to see a bunch of a green, white checkers in any car with double file restarts? Hell no. Those guys are already crazy enough, but a single file restart at Indy, man, I think those fans warrant at least one green, white checker attempt. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I, you know, I'm spot on just for the fact that we, you know, we, we changed so much around the sport of racing. Like we have, and this is the biggest race in the world. Bar none, I think this is the biggest race in the world. So, I mean, it's not the Indy 501. It's not the Indy 508 or whatever it would have ended up being, you know, if you if you, if you you drag it out and run long. So it, it's the Indy 500. It is what it is. It's been that way a million years. I have no issues with, with ending under the caution, especially if you're going to – I mean, you're going to have to go red and then have to fix the track for a half hour. You know, you know I, I'm good with just throwing the checker there. That's good TV, Freddie. No, it's not. <laughs> building up the drama and the suspense man what's gonna happen on this green white checker the leaders touch to this third win could have been well big. i will say that dixon made a comment as if you know historically they've red flagged races before like in a similar situation so that they chose not to i think he made a comment like that i don't know if it makes a difference look he's biased like, he wants a chance to win indy 500 yeah. if it stays yellow he's not going to have that chance if it goes red he now has a chance yeah. did you know that if if he's leading, he he's you, oh, it's got we got to stay yellow. You're never, I mean, especially TJ. Yeah, but if you're, you're leading, never, you not you want that? It's over, man. The track's terrible. <laughs> you're never gonna hear a driver or crew chief or spotter on the radio lobbying for something that's gonna help another team. You're always on there <laughs> worried about yourself, and and then it, and you're in the world of emotion. Like there are things I say over the radio that I don't mean, but in the moment and. And in the emotion of it, like, you know, it, it happens. And the next day people are like, oh, I can't believe you said this. And it's like, well, I didn't even remember saying that because I'm not trying to brain track everything I'm saying. But, you know, that that guy, Casey, he knows they're listening to him. He's lobbying for them to throw the red to fix the racetrack. And, and, yeah. and, and again, I mean, as a purist, to Freddie's point, it's the Indy 500. But the, the question is, to red or not to red, and they didn't red. Remind me about radioactive on the, in the um, segment at the end here. Why? Because they played your hey, audio about five seconds earlier than it actually. Oh uh, yeah, they they actually moved it, moved it so That's it good. fit better. They should have. Uh, <laughs> and did you know that uh, the guy that wrecked was Takuma Sato's teammate? No. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, well, they were teammates too. 
So that probably, <laughs> I mean, there is no guy that's going to wreck that on purpose like Indians. <laughs> there is nobody that's going to do that. Two hundred thirty-one hey, miles uh, an hour. You know, um, <laughs> one cool thing about it was, um, I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, Brent Wentz was spotting yeah. for uh, for Sato. Yeah, and that was actually that was the car that, um, if you remember, Brad Campbell passed away know, about oh, a month yeah. ago now. Yeah, that was supposed to be the car he was doing. Brent was filling in for Brad last minute. So it's a really cool deal there. I had a bunch of guys, you know, a bunch of buddies, short track yeah. spotters. Brent's been there. a race for a long time. Yeah, Brent, Brent's awesome guy. Uh, follow him on Twitter. He's got a, about 7,000 old T-shirts and hats he'll sell you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's an awesome guy, and it's an awesome story for the Campbell family there, you know, for, for their, their Brad's car to win. It always seems like that kind of happens like that. Like, you know, we got a guy that comes back um, – What's the guy that GMS now that comes back and spots like three cup races a year? Um, Barnwell? Yeah. He comes back last year, does like two races a year, wins Daytona from, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like the one off thing. So, but yeah, I'm glad, uh, glad for Brent to get that win. I mean, there's, imagine going there in a one off, like I think he's doing two races for him. Yeah. Imagine going there and just, it working just, out. Just hey, hey, did you see I that mean, they, they let their guys go into victory lane and take a picture with a winner? Yeah. What a great thought. What a great idea. They do that? He wasn't yeah. wearing a mask either for part of the time. Uh, what a great I idea. Know. Take his win away. There were yeah. more people in victory lane at Dover with Harvick yesterday than there were his crew members. Like Who was there? Like media like or something? TV, re- like cameramen, yeah, and then like six that. photographers. But their crew, no, camp crew get, in there. Like, like the road crew, we, we fly in the same planes and stuff. <laughs> Here's what I don't understand. Uh, I can sure go get into this. <laughs> I mean, we freaking. I, I mean, I went to dinner and there's people in there eating, but I can't go sit outside at a racetrack that holds eighty thousand people. Like, I mean, the Gamecocks are getting ready to play football. SEC power, more power to you. Go, go, Cox. The place holds eighty-eight thousand. We're going to sell twenty thousand tickets. It's going to look empty, but there's room to spread out and watch a sporting event outside, and to have the energy and synergy around it. And and, and look, I know a lot of this is state driven. I know if NASCAR had their choice and they wanted fans back, we'd, we'd have fans back. But we look at Richmond and we look at Dover and we look at Michigan and this political agenda that they're driving. I'm telling you right now, there's no reason we should ever run a race with no fans in the stands. I'm sorry. I don't believe it. Anyway, at least we're selling tickets again to Xfinity races and cup races and fans are getting to come. Buy the tickets, people. We need we're you. slowly getting back to, you know, we're figuring things out, how to make things, you know, within protocol and. We're slowly figuring things but out. But if we so. can have 20,000 at Bristol, TJ, why are we having zero at Richmond? That's my point. Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, different states. State. Different yeah. states. I realize that. that, but what is the yeah. point? I just seen they announced today no fans. For, they, they've changed to no fans for the Kentucky Derby. They were supposed to have fans there, and they just changed that Plugged idea. Plugged it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a big fraternity party. Yeah, I mean, that's another bucket list thing I want to do someday. Yeah. Racing, not in horse racing, racing, but you're gonna, gonna spot it or you're gonna, gonna jockey. He's gonna, gonna, jockey gonna jockey. <laughs> you can jockey it if you lose I a little did, weight. I did. Uh, It'd be the blockingest horse ever. You and you and Chad. <laughs> that, you and that'd Chad be Doug now. <laughs> Doug's joined the club. By the oh, way, yeah, we, we rode him so hard. We yesterday. lost seven horses to front ACL injuries as a result of TJ Majors <laughs> jockeying. I'd be a hell. I'd be a better. I'd be better than you. <laughs> Have you ever ridden uh, a horse? One time, I didn't like it. I didn't never ridden a horse. I really don't. I see too many videos on uh, YouTube of guys getting kicked off and stuff, so I'll pass. Yeah. My brother's on right. horses, but I'm not. 
it makes your groin really sore because you're like clamping your knees toward the horse. Poor horse. Like I'm holding on as hard as I can, pushing my knees together. The next day I woke up and I was like, I can't move. Knowing that that thing could just whip you off whenever it wanted oh, to. Yeah. Could you? Yeah. Like, yeah. Horses no are thanks. beautiful. I don't animals. think I need to be on a horse. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. <laughs> I'd like to see you on a horse walking the Grand Canyon right there at the edge. They got, they like got a. <laughs> They got a double horse. Can like, I get on? Like, you've seen them Grand Canyon where the people get them horses and they go down in the like that would be awesome to see your big ass on a horse going down to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Freddie got on a horse one time. That's how they that's how they made camels. <laughs> that would be a hell of a saddle endorsement. Like, could you? Freddie would get a full blown saddle endorsement. Look how strong our saddle is. <laughs> it's carbon fiber. <laughs> oh boy! Meet these full full containment saddles, thank to Freddie Craft. <laughs> He wants to change. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Hi, we're OfferPad. The new way homes are sold. Go to OfferPad.com, tell us about your home, and we'll send you a great purchase offer. Or if that's not your style, we can also list your home with tons of free OfferPad services. Free handyman fixes, house cleaning, yard work, and more to get your home show ready. We can even advance renovation costs to maximize your home's value. Whatever way you want to sell, you're sold with OfferPad. Sell your way today at OfferPad.com. All right, spot on, spot off. Adam Stern reports teams are advocating for a significant number of one-day shows in 2021. Freddie. I'm so surprised. Uh, Yeah, I mean, obviously the teams (laughs) want it. Um, You know, spot on from the team side of it, spot off from the fan side of it. Um, you know, teams obviously want to save money, obviously less travel, less practice, maybe no practice, no backup car, less tires, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of different reasons why teams can save money here on the fan side of it. I mean, I mean, obviously it's cheaper if, if for a fan, if you, you don't have to go spend a weekend there, but I think that's kind of the whole point of it. You know what I mean? Like you go camping there, these races, you want to be there for three or four days, see a lot of racing, um, but don't you think we could do that, Freddie, if we do trucks on Friday, Xfinity on Saturday, and Cup on Sunday and still accomplish yeah, everything? And even double up some of them. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I just, you know, I don't You've know. You've got four series, ARCA, trucks. Barely. Xfinity. Well, there's, I mean. There's three series. There's three but series they, and ten You cars. know what I mean, though? You could you could schedule enough races. You can make a full weekend of racing out of this. Yeah, though. I guess if everybody just has a one-day show. I, I feel like they'll, but, do, they'll just do Saturday and Sunday and, and double up. To me, Xfinity. like, I'm, I'm spot on for uh parts of it i think it's a good idea because i think the races are better that way but i think um this is this could be a great opportunity for tracks to be creative with what else you're gonna okay we're gonna have um you know once things are obviously back you know safe normal again and stuff hey we're gonna have a concert in the infield after the race we're gonna run the race so we're gonna have a couple concerts down here to me this is where you know promoters can get creative oh by the way we got the the you know, Carnival's going to be in town as well. You know, I think you can. Well, the new, the new, uh, the new track president in Nashville said that the circus is coming to town. He's got the big top ready. Well, this is, that, is a, yeah. To so me, the circus is already in town, TJ. That's us. I guess we've said for years we're the circus coming. This to town. is this is an opportunity though for to to do other things, put on other events at the same time. And if we're going to talk about Adam Stern tweets, you got to talk about the one that he sent out on August thirteenth, where he said, "What a great day, Andrew Mernstein." Uh, said that they're looking at a lot of new investors to coming in, and one of them is a celebrity. Now, are we going to say who the celebrity is rumored to be, or are we not going to say it? You have I, to say it it's, now. It's up to you. Who's Andrew Mernstein? Andrew Mernstein bought yeah. Petty. 
Yeah, he owns my, Petty. My car yeah. owner. He's the taxi cab guy to New York. He's the guy that you don't hear as much about. He probably hates Uber drivers. Medallion Bank. Medallion is the deal. But there was this rumor circulating that a current cup driver was buying into Petty and that he was bringing Michael Jordan with him. And this mm. guy tweeted it, but he wouldn't say who the celebrity was. And typically, Adam will go out on a limb. And I mean, Adam's kind of like the modern-day J-Ski. He doesn't mind going out on a limb and stirring up crap. But I wonder why he wouldn't say it was Michael Jordan rumored to be coming. I don't know. Scared. Why are you scared? Because Freddie I'll play basketball against him. If you're scared, go to I church. I think I got Michael Jordan one-on-one. If I, if, I think I could take him. That is the best documentary I think I've ever seen. That the Last, Last Dance. Dance. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. I wish there wasn't quite as much cussing in it because I really want Bodie to watch it. Well, you can you can get a there's a what you cuss in front of, of Bodie. Well, I don't cuss like that. <laughs> the, hey, the, there's a TV version. The, ESPN yeah, covers it. I don't talk about yeah, cocaine and strippers. My and, favorite part of that uh, movie I mean, was when they when I asked them. Uh, <laughs> you know, if I told you, you again, yeah, always. That's all I ever say. <laughs> thirty nine years, thirty eight years, whatever it is. Um, but when he said something about like if I told you that if you had a headache and I told you nine of these pills would fix it, but one of them would kill you, you know, would you take it? He said, well, it depends on how bad the. F- Headache is, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I just need, I need a, I need a clean version showboat because yeah. there is, there is a clean version. There or, is. I mean, it's just like, like muted. Like they, well, like anytime Dennis Rodman comes on the screen, it's, just, it's like change the channel, yeah. just change the channel. <laughs> you know, can't let this guy talk, you know. No, but when they, like when it was on ESPN originally, like ESPN was, um, I think the explicit version, and like ESPN two was a clean version at the right. same time. So right, right. There's got to be a, a okay a, a, right. a film of it. Okay, well, I'm on that. What were we talking about here? Uh, well, I'm we were sorry. talking Michael about Michael Jordan. Uh, I mean, spot on. Keep reporting. <laughs> yeah. One day shows are, are a good thing in certain situations. I don't know that they're the fix all for everything, but uh, condensed schedules to me means a lot of opportunity to put races on the racetrack. And man, if if you're a fan and you had the opportunity to go to Dover, and I'm sorry y'all couldn't, what more would you want for three days? Oh God, I mean. That was that's what I'm saying. It's so like if the that's more, the way the we're going to do it, get, yeah, if Dover that's the was way, a great if that's weekend. the way we're going to do it with doubleheaders and one day shows, hey, let's do it. I think I think your perfect schedule is you know run Saturday, both Xfinity and Truck, and then Sunday Cup, and this way you're, you're not there Thursday on, but you know you're getting a lot of racing for you know get there Friday, hang, set up your camper. You know, and start. We we have proved we can do so much more this year than. You know, Jonathan Gibson is uh, is a guy that worked at Penske Racing here, Penske South, I think is what they called it, uh, for years. And and when Roger went and bought Indy, he moved uh, he moved Jonathan and his family to Indianapolis. And I text Jonathan over the weekend. I watch these IndyCar drivers going up to people's houses and knocking on their front doors. And, and I literally got almost broke up about it because I was like, man, imagine being a ticket holder. Imagine living around the Indianapolis area. And the day before the biggest race of their careers, uh, the biggest race of the year, they got these guys knocking on doors and sitting on their front porches. What a freaking genius PR move. And I text Jonathan about that, and I was like, man, I just want you to know this is freaking awesome. And when I look at us, Freddie, and I go, one day show, one day show, hey, on Saturday – do what TJ said. Have a concert. Bring the drivers up there. Like there are ways to make this entertaining and still save the the team owners money. I think what we get sick and tired of hearing sometimes, is talking to my good friend Mike Herman about it, is save money, save money, save money. Because what these owners do is they save money over here, 
and then they go spend it somewhere else because they're still going to try to make the cars go as fast as they can go. So if they're not spending it on hotel rooms, they're spending it on engineering. You know, the Rick Wares of the world, absolutely not. Those guys are budget racing. They're business racing. They're not racing to win. Uh, but when you look at the Spires of the world and the Rick Wares of the world, they want to save money. Don't listen to those guys. you got to listen to the big players, and, and hopefully there's a, a, an answer here that makes everybody happy. But I think – that we can do one-day shows all day long and still have a hell of a lot of racing to watch the racetrack. I miss an event you probably went to as a kid, the, the preview. Oh, yeah. I miss that event, man. I, I thought had to that work was... it. I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't always a kid. We'd, we'd have to go up there, and it was awesome. That's what I'm saying. I've went, I've went like twice. I, was, uh, I went there with Dell Jr. just to see what it was like. and Dude, what a cool event, man. Unreal. Yeah, and I, I, I think moving it from a local area here uh, – I mean, I think it could have been – I think a Charlotte deal would have been awesome somewhere in Charlotte for it, you know, but – You got a barker. Oh, careful. The, the, the baby. The, the thing is, though, we talk about this all the time here on 2TJ. Two, 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 the preview wasn't a NASCAR thing. No. The preview was a Winston thing. Yeah. Once again, their sponsor is taking their brand and their drivers to the marketplace. And, oh, by the way, they rented out Lawrence Joel Veteran Coliseum or yep. whatever it's called. This yeah. was a gigantic venue. They filled it slam full – Freddie, it was before your time, but, man, every single cup driver had to go. Every single cup driver had a section. It started at 8 in the morning. It went to, like, 6 yeah. at night. It, and it awesome. was an all-day freaking badass uh, fan event. So we have the ability, especially at a place like Dover, if you're only going to go once, to have a, make a really big splash when you go. The promoters have got to get off their butts, and we've got to do a good job to make it exciting. Yeah. I will say that some tracks, I mean, at least a few years ago, it was completely different. But, like, Talladega, if you think about what they do, I mean, they're – Similar to that. They put the drivers up there. The fans get to see their heroes, you know, their stars. These are the stars, man. As a kid, I went to Watkins Glen in 1990. And, man, even standing on the fence watching the driver, you could see the driver walk from the car to the garage. You were 150 yards away, but you're like, holy cow, man. That's my that's that's my favorite driver right there. Yeah, you know these kids want to see their drivers and and to do things like you know put them out there at Talladega, let them go out there and throw some t-shirts out or wave, you know, uh, you know, Clint wave. Remember the speed stage? The speed stage? How crowded similar that to that? Would get? Yeah, like imagine some yeah, little guess Clint who paid for that, Casey. All the sponsors, all the sponsors were paying for it. So yeah, I just think you know it, it'd mean a lot to be able to create some events like that where, you know, just people want to see these guys and wave to them. They just want to wave, man. I mean, you're – We got greedy, man. The fans used to be able to go to Speed Street. I had a booth that I set up for City Financial back then, and we would give out T-shirts in exchange for information to get a lead on a loan. And that space was free. You know, and now you now they want to charge you an arm and a leg when they do those kind of events, and and it just takes away from it. If you're a Cup Series primary sponsor – you're spending a lot of money, and you should have the ability to activate at the racetrack without having to go spend a lot of money again. Everybody's got their hand out. We got to stop that crap. We got to be true partners. Brad Keselowski said it about a decade ago. It's really hard because we all compete against each other. The, the 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 driver is competing with his own team a lot of times because the driver wants an endorsement. Well, if he goes out and gets an endorsement, it blocks that category from the team being able to bring in a sponsor in that same category. You know, so when you look at it like that, and then NASCAR competes with us. TV compete. Did you know TV competes with us? NASCAR competes with TV. Like it is a complete. It's it's very convoluted. We we need more partnership out here. Eldora Speedway has unfollowed all corporate NASCAR accounts on Twitter. Spot on, spot off, Brett. Oh, 
you know, when you see this, you say, what does that mean? And I think it's foreshadowing. I think it's, it's clear that they're in a negotiation for the future of Eldora Speedway and holding NASCAR races. And uh, it's obviously not going well. You know, we, we've got three tracks, TJ, that are in jeopardy right now. Iowa, Chicagoland, and, and Jason found the statistic that, that Eldora is no longer following any NASCAR accounts. They follow some uh, drivers, just not any NASCAR Yeah, but that's not NASCAR no. accounts. Yep. That's, that's NASCAR driver accounts. If they're not following the Xfinity Series, if they're not following the Truck Series, if they're not following NASCAR, that tells us that maybe these negotiations aren't going very positive. And, and I look at Eldora as uh, one of my favorite truck races of the year to watch. No matter where I'm at or what I'm doing on that Tuesday, Wednesday night, uh, I'm going to watch practice. I'm going to watch them qualify, I'm going to watch them run the heats, and I'm going to watch them race. And I, and I would hate to see that fall off the schedule. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this, You know, I, I would love to see some more series go to Iowa as well. I'd love to see a, I'd love to see all the series go there. That's a great racetrack. I'd love to watch a, a cup race there when it's nice and hot and they can slide around and move up to the top. And and um, But I would also – I'm going to be highly entertained when, you know, we go to Eldora and run there, whatever series it is. I'm glued to the TV. I would love for, uh, I'd love to watch an Xfinity race there as well. I think that'd be highly entertaining. Um, yeah, I hope, uh, I hope this isn't foreshadowing. I hope things can get worked out because I've enjoyed the truck races there. Um, I've enjoyed the, the dirt ringers getting in trucks and, and making names, you know, TV always has something to talk about because, you got this dirt late model guy coming in there. Um, you know, look at – you won that race. But were you spotting for a bubble that race? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it's fun. I mean, you, it's it's a cool, it's a prestigious race. Kind yeah. of, I mean, it's a prestigious race, and that's what you want. That's what I was getting ready to say. Like, you know, we have, we talk about cupside crown jewel events. You know, you got Daytona, the Southern 500, Coke 600, Brickyard – this is a crown jewel event, I feel like, for the truck series. You know what I mean? It's and it's and it's and it's something different. You know what I mean? And the longer they did it, the better they got at it. You know, we had the first couple of years where it was, you know, kind of locked down. Luckily for us, you know, we went in there, it was locked down the top. So we had a good truck, we blocked the top and we held off Kyle Larson. And but it was locked down as one lane. The same thing with the first year, it's kind of one lane. But now you've seen this as we go. Tony and his group over there have gotten way better at getting the track ready to where now you guys guys can run everywhere. There was all kind of lanes. There was comers and goers. Stuart Friesen could yeah. come in with a flat tire a couple of years ago and charge back to the front. Um, so, you know, the, the obviously the racing was getting better, so you'd hate to see it. You know, you'd like to see that trend continue and then just keep getting better, you know, with preparing the track and stuff. But, you know, like you said, this isn't obviously a good sign for when they, when they just cut ties with NASCAR. Is there a bigger problem is a question for me because we look at, a lot of these places without the cup series going and it's like they can't afford to to keep the other series coming there and, and when we've seen it for years man i mean you look at all the places where the bush series used to race right around here they raced at hickory they raced at south boston they raced at myrtle beach and now they don't race at any of those places the trucks used to grow i mean that was grassroots short track racing and 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 it's like if you don't have if you're a track and you don't have a cup date you can't afford to put the event on yeah, I mean, you see that this year. I mean, just look at all the non-companions are gone this year. You know, the the only ones that stayed on the schedule were ones that ended up having an Indy companion also. You know, Road America, the, the Xfinity cars went there because Indy was there. You know, trucks are going to Gateway this week because Indy's there. You know, everything else got canceled. Mid-Ohio's gone. Um, Iowa races are gone. You know, so so obviously to back up your point there, they they can't survive without without the, without fans for one obviously and and without these cup dates it just makes it that much harder. 
time to hit the gas and take our Xfinity speed from the track to the studio. Let's jump into our weekly fast lane segment where we'll ask 10 questions and time each person to see who can answer the fastest and how many they can get right. Did you see last week I beat TJ two to one? (laughs) (laughs) That's ass kicking. Freddie, you're first up this week. Great. Yeah. Where did Bubba Wallace start Saturday's cup race? 24th. True or false? All current playoff drivers placed ahead of Bubba Wallace on Sunday. False. Which organization had all of its cars finish best on Sunday? Uh, Hendrick. Which position did Chase Briscoe start and finish Saturday's Xfinity Series race? No idea. How many games did Saquon Barkley gain 100 or more yards from scrimmage during his rookie season in 2018? Uh, 15. He had no idea anyway. <laughs> Julius Caesar was the emperor of which empire? Rome. Rome. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, I was going to say Rome. Right? Oh. Whoa. A, a story conveying a moral lesson is called what? I don't know. What planet is nicknamed the Red Planet? Mars. The largest number that can be pronounced with a single syllable is? Ten. <laughs> Name one of two active cup drivers with the most wins at Daytona. Uh, Jimmy Johnson. Four out of ten. So, Freddie, the team that had all of its cars placed best on awesome. Sunday was Team Penske. Oh. So, yeah. Chase I, Briscoe, I don't understand. What do you mean, team? Place like best. they had all their cars finish highest, like every single car. Chase Briscoe finished and started tenth on Saturday. All right, Brett, ready? How many stage points did Clint earn on Saturday? Total. Well, sixteen. <laughs> did Clint finish better or worse than where he started Sunday's race? Worse. Which driver in the top five finished in the same spot in both races? Oh, I don't know. How many Xfinity Series wins does Chase Briscoe now have in 2020? Seven. Which South Carolina quarterback holds the record for the most passing yards? Steve Tannehill. It's Todd Ellis, I think. What are the first 10 amendments to the Constitution called? The what? 10 amendments. 10 amendments to the Constitution? It's the Bill Constitution of the United States. Bill of Rights. Bill of Rights. Thank you. I'll take it. The person in a novel who tells the story from a third-person perspective is called a what? Narrator. Which con- continent is the largest desert in the world located on? Oh, I don't know. Wherever them uh, people ride them camels at. The camel riding desert. The Sahara Desert. Earth is located in what galaxy? Mine. <laughs> what is the last year a Cup Daytona race finished in its scheduled distance? 2020. So Brett only got three right. That means Freddie's still the leader in the clubhouse. I get one free one because they give each other one each. I didn't get credit for that one. Yeah, you did. Yeah? I'll take it. Yeah. So Freddie really has three, though. Nope, I got four. <laughs> TJ. Ready? Yep. Which stage did Joey Logano finish best in on Saturday? Two. 
That's How many laps did Joey Logano lead on Sunday? 12. Which cup team had three <laughs> drivers finished consecutively on Saturday? Hendrick. I'm way off. Where did Justin Allgaier win last before his Xfinity Series victory at Dover? Phoenix. Who was the first <laughs> Buffalo Bill elected into the NFL Hall of Fame? Bruce Smith. Uh, the ancient Egyptian writing system was called what? Hieroglyphics. What is the term for a word that has the opposite meaning of another word? Contrast. Answer the What species can live on both water and land? Mammals. How many consecutive different winners has the Summer Daytona race had? Five. All right, Freddie, you are the champion once again. TJ got two out of ten. Freddie, what Kelly? Freddie, what do you win? OJ? Yeah. Ah. Congratulations, Freddie. Back-to-back uh, -back victories. Woo! What are the answers, Jason? So, Logano finished best in stage one on Saturday. Yeah. Joey led 15 laps on Sunday. Mm, three That's, off. Close. JGR had three consecutive finishers on Saturday. Hendrick had three on Sunday, but that was the yeah. trick part of that. You, we got OJ Simpson. Um, amphibians can live on both water and land. And then um, there's been 10 consecutive summer race winners at Daytona. No, it's 10 consecutive different, different race winners. Yeah. yeah. All right. Jeez. Okay. That was uh, fun. We're always thinking fast on Door Bumper Clear, and so was Chase Elliott because he had this week's Xfinity Fastest Lap Saturday at Dover. You know something else is fast? Xfinity X5. Oh, man, it's more than speed, too. It's reliable, it's secure, so you're safe and connected throughout your entire home. Speaking of Xfinity, follow Xfinity Racing on Twitter and stay connected with exclusive behind-the-scenes NASCAR content. Shout-out to Xfinity, premier partner of NASCAR and our podcast. Ask DBC. Send in your questions 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag AskDBC. This first question is from For Lewis Clark. Should NASCAR talk with Ryan Priest for almost pulling off a Quinn Huff move in, right in front of Jimmy on Saturday? How about you, TJ? I mean, Ryan Priest knows what he's doing, uh, but you, you sure? <laughs> I thought so. Um, I don't know what the circumstances. You just got to be careful with moves like that, man. You can, you come down. Somebody's underneath you. I've seen, you know, Harvick Harvick clip Dell Jr. a long time ago at California trying to get to pit road like that. And there's a there's a big risk when you make a move like that. You know, thankfully nothing happened. I mean, it's got to be you got to be really careful with that type of stuff. Yeah, I think I think it was similar. Um to the Quinn Huff situation where he got a late pit call. You know what I mean? Like it was, I think there was maybe some kind of traffic on the radio where the crew chief was maybe trying to get him in and, and, you know, spotter might've been spotting or something like that. But, you know, you get a late pit call, but st still Ryan's got to know, man, I can't come from, you know, he's, he's off, he's a lane off the bottom and the 48's hauling ass on the very bottom. And I think he's more than a lane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at, at least a lane. And, and he comes down and I mean, if Jimmy would have hit him, oh. that would have been, Real ugly for both of them. You know what I mean? It's it's. Yeah. I mean, at that point, Jimmy's back on the throttle, wide open right there, and Ryan's trying to stop at the same time. So that had been driver door to yeah. him too. Oh so. man, it would have been it would have been ugly. But luckily, 
they got away with it this time. And just, you know, just like we talk about, you know, awareness of what's going on around you, you just got to, you know, just be when, more aware. When Quinn shot down there and was going to pit on Saturday, I told Joe I had, I had, uh, I had visions of him flipping like he did a long time ago. If we, you know, would have hit him, like that would have been a bad wreck. Like, yeah, and, and like in Quinn's wreck, it where was that Kansas? Like the speed, Texas, Texas, wherever it was. The the um, the speed difference was not as great as it would have been if Jimmy hit Ryan on Saturday or Sunday, whatever day it was. Um, because you know you're still running the same speed, and Quinn's yeah. just trying to get to the bottom, and he you turns can't down. Turn on down at Dover without stopping. Yeah, that, like Ryan was trying to stop at that moment, and yeah. Jimmy's hauling ass. So yep. just just lucky they missed each other. Yeah, this is uh, an awareness issue between one or all three people: the the crew chief, the spotter, and the driver. Um, you know, Johnny called, uh, told me to tell Clint to pit, and at that point, we were so close to entry of three. I was afraid we'd get run over from behind, or we wouldn't even make it because that's a hard place to pit anyway. So I said, Johnny, we got to run another lap, and I made that decision. So I think when you look at, uh, I don't know what happened here, uh, but if the crew chief said to pit, Ryan should have said, I can't. If the crew chief told a spotter to pit, the spotter should have said, I can't. Uh, instead, they looked like a bunch of idiots, and thankfully, there was no wreck. Next question is from Ebril WX. This was the last scheduled doubleheader. Should there be more of them in the future? And if so, are there any changes you want to make? Brett. I love these doubleheaders at some of these places. You know, I mean, and, and you look at Michigan, you look at Pocono, you look at Dover. Like, I think all three of those went off very, very well. And, I mean, I want to still go to those racetracks, but I don't want us to have to go twice. So to go once and knock out both both races at one time, awesome, man. I'm all for it. Uh, it's also a lot of fun to me to watch them on TV, uh, watch the trucks run. I learn a lot there. Watch Xfinity cars run, learn a lot there, and then come in and apply it on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you don't mind them because you did two races out of the five this or six this weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think the cup doubleheaders are great. You know, the, I think the idea behind it's great. I think, you know, like you said, some of these places like Pocono where – you know, we, we get a lot of weather. You probably just want to try and knock that out one weekend. Um, so, but whew, that was a that was a long weekend. Double header, double header Xfinity, double header Cup. Truck. I think Cup Sunday is for Cup cars, in yeah. my opinion. Sunday is race day for the Cup cars. Uh, I don't mind running an Xfinity race, and a, if we're running a double header Cup, I don't mind running them both on fr- on Saturday. Uh, but man, I, you know, once we get fans back, we need that Sunday for. You know, I want I want to see the fans walking around the garage again. I want I want to see that stuff, the the anticipation, the build up to the race. You know, all that. You you know you know what the atmosphere is like in the morning in there. It just kind of builds, man. You know, and um, the the guys pushing the cars through tech, last you know adjustments, getting them on the line. The cars are all lined up on the line. The the pressure is building, the anticipation is building, and it's just to me that that makes makes for a, a good race day. This next one is from the Racing Line 77. After the Tony Stewart and Kyle Larson article, do you guys think NASCAR will reinstate Larson? And do you think top team owners are interested in him given his dirt domination? Are there any sponsors willing to take a chance on him? Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> I mean, here's my question. I asked Brett this the other night. Like, at what point? So, obviously, the draw is he's going to make much more money driving a cup car than he will running the World of Outlaw stuff or any sprint car. I asked Brett the other night, I said, where where does the where does the value in Kyle Larson come to for the World of Outlaws to say, hey, you know, we need this guy. Now maybe, you know, how can we figure out a way to keep him versus letting him go away to make millions of dollars in the cup series? Like where where does that value land with Kyle Larson? 
yeah, I think. I, I don't. I was going to say, I don't know that. I mean, he's dominating World of Outlaws, so almost the competitors oh, I'm are sure the guys like, don't want, I'm sure the, the drivers don't <laughs> want him around, but I'm talking about the – I watch a World of Outlaw video almost every morning now because it's some crazy move Kyle Larson made. And that the, the value in that for World Outlaws is ridiculous. So how can you let, how can you let this guy get away? I, uh, I tell you how you let him get away. The cup owners have a lot of money. Oh, that's what I'm I saying. mean, when you look at what Kyle Larson has been through, and, and let's go through the whole year. He's in that 42 car. He's winning races. He's making playoffs. And they bring in a stud to take his place, and it's all he can do to finish on the lead lap. How good is Kyle Larson in a cup car? I think you got your answer. Let's look at the dirt stuff. He goes off and wins everything he gets in. And, I mean, we talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on here, but Freddie and I said, you got to go run against the best. And he's doing it in World of Outlaws. He's not doing it at some podunk track in the middle of nowhere in America. He is racing against guys who do this for a living, grown men that have done this their whole lives. It's all they've ever done. And he shows up, and he's spanking them. He's passing them going through the infield. I mean, some (laughs) of these highlights are unreal. There are He won a race yesterday in a car that he normally doesn't even – in a a wingless sprint car at a – Big mile track, Silver I believe. Yeah. yeah, so he doesn't even normally drive them cars. Just and buckle in and win. That's he like the new in, Kyle Larson saying. He started in the back, too, I think. He started in the back and yeah. still won yeah, the race. Yeah, he did. I promise you the smart cup owners want a chance to hire Kyle Larson. What has to happen is they got to get the manufacturer on board with it. And there are at least two top teams talking to this guy. Yeah, he will be back in the cup series, I firmly believe. And I think he's taken all the – I think Kyle's taken all the right steps – um, to, to, you know, correct himself. Um, and, I mean, I, I definitely think you'll see him back in the Cup Series. He's just too talented to not be in the Cup Series. He's one of the best race car drivers in the world. And if he, if and when he comes back, he he's, comes back hungrier than probably anybody's ever been getting back in a Cup Series. You know, car. and he's he's not far off of, in, in the right equipment, he's not far off of him to me, uh, a Kyle Busch comparison. I know he doesn't have the championship stuff, but to go and Kyle's one of the guys that I think could go and run a Formula One car and be competitive in it, uh, Lar- or Bush. I think Kyle Larson is showing that he can go in other forms. And I mean, he's wearing these people out, whatever he gets in, Chili Bowl, uh, World of Outlaws. These World of Outlaws guys are good, man. And he's winning more. Of, I mean, he's how many has he won since he's been on the break? Five, six or something uh, like that? He's got like, uh, I think I've seen something stupid like, 30-something wins, 36 wins. But I'm saying, like, just this year, just, he's got, like, oh, just five since or six. The break. <laughs> There's guys that don't win, you know, five or six races in two seasons and then run top five in the points. You know, you got guys that, you know, like Logan Schuhart, he wins, like, four race, four feature races a year, right? Five? Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. But, I mean, Larson's won that in a month. So, so and, obviously, I think the big rumor is that everybody, everybody in the world seems to think he's going in the 14 car. And without saying what you think exactly he's doing, do you think he goes in the 14 car? Because I don't, I don't think so. I, I think he goes somewhere else. I don't think he goes in the 14 car. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, I obviously could be wrong. That's just that's a 100% guess, not really based on much rumor or fact or anything. I just I just see him landing somewhere else. I mean, I see all the people tweeting it nonstop. And, you know, some of them tag Clint when they tweet because these guys are keyboard tough guys. I think it's funny. Um, but but I, I – I truly don't think he goes in the 14 car. Last time we talked about Kyle Larson being Yeah, you probably don't. You probably need to sit this one out. 
some guy I asked I asked you a question. I asked you a question, didn't even say any names, and I had I got some big old rumor put yeah, out there. But that you I knew made. what you were trying to insinuate, and if you I had fully insinuated it, you would have really got your ass in a frying pan. You made a mistake. I did not insinuate. You made a mistake with what you insinuated by referencing the wrong number of cars in the stable on the team. If you hadn't screwed up, you'd have really got your no, butt in a frying pan. No, that's what I meant. <laughs> I can promise you Tony Stewart would like to hire, hire oh, Kyle Larson. And I think that's why you see that rumor out there. As would I think every owner in the garage if you want to go win. I mean, this guy has – I mean, we've asked this question on the show. Has the crime that he's done – the time he's done fit the crime? And, and we all agreed yes. Uh, and and TJ's point, I mean, he finally gave an interview with Jenna Fryer and talked about it. And people are like, oh, he gives interviews all the time at racetrack. That's not the same thing, people. He finally sat down – and talked about everything that's gone on, everything that he's done. I was impressed with it. I think um, he's grown. I do too. I think he's grown, which I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad he has. If you haven't read the article, go read it. Make your own, form your own opinion. Don't just listen to mine. Uh, but if I owned a cup car and I could get a sponsor to say yes, he is the number one guy in the entire series I'm going to hire. Would I hire Kevin Harvick over him? No. Kevin Harvick's 40-plus years old. Kyle Larson could be here for 15 more years. He is he is the best hire you can make right now at the right price. Yeah. That's key, too. You won't have to pay him what you're going to have to pay some of these other guys. Imagine what Kyle Busch makes right now. Yeah. I bet it's three to four to five times more than you can get Kyle Larson for. Value-wise, it's not a better guy to go get. All right. Well, anything we're going to rant about? I didn't mention TJ, go ahead. the radioactive. I just want them to line this stuff up. <laughs> what do you mean? I can't believe you just well, told your guy to go in there and whack us both. That's, you know, Brett, that's I, don't, I don't watch it that much. I don't ever Brett, watch it. Well, Brett told me one time, or made a comment a month or two ago saying they move clips around, they move sound bites around, so they line up to make it more controversial when you're watching it. Like you're, you know, which is. I and, don't think they do that. I think that's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> so la- last week they. I haven't even watched it yet. Um, I just got a. I just got a. Somebody sent me a. Have yeah, sent me a screenshot. Yeah. So and that's like, you don't. You know that's not something like you never. I don't. Basically, what happened was TJ told his guy to go in there and wreck both of us, and they they caught it on. According video. to Radioactive, that's what happened. <laughs> if Radioactive is right, I was calling that, but way before it ever happened, uh, which isn't true. I mean, you. Yeah, you know, sure it isn't. Once I saw. Once I saw the forty three start to slide and spin. That's when you're like, you know, okay, we stay up, get them both, you know, if you can. I mean, you're you're one guy sliding, so you're probably going to get him. Um, that's not what Joy told Bubba. That's uh, get them both. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're not going into the corner like, hey, go wreck them both. You I know? can't believe you said that. You well, that's that. what I said out of four at Dover too. I was like, just hook him, hook him. <laughs> but I, there has Ship been clips. Guy. There has been clips though, which have lined up like at Talladega. There was a uh, uh, one of the spotters. Told the other guy, told his driver to hook him coming to the start finish line. Um, oh yeah, I mean he, they literally were, but I don't. You'll never. I will never tell my driver to go and just wreck somebody, which I don't think. I don't know if any of you guys will. I could see Brett doing it <laughs> if he gets mad enough. But the drivers are going to make the decisions on that stuff. We're not driving the cars. They're going to make the decisions on that stuff. You won't. I won't personally tell him to go wreck anybody. Real nice. Just get them both. Better be you. glad it's not up to me when people get wrecked. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No It'd be a hell of a lot more wrecks. <laughs> it, I, told, it, I told him at dinner the other night, I would literally train all week to fight. That's all I'd train for because that's what it would end up happening. These people, I mean, like, if I'm if I'm Logano right there, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'd text him, hey, buddy, buckle up tight next time I see you. Ricky Rudd was my favorite driver in the Cup Series because he took no crap. Like, that's that's the way it needs to be. Quit all this buddy-buddy crap.
<laughs> all right. This is all until Clint messes up. Clint is one of the worst at the buddy-buddy crap. He don't want to make nobody mad because he don't want to buy retaliating against him. Your guy's the exact opposite. He wrecks everybody in the field, Shh. and nobody ever wrecks him back. Now, they swing at him a lot. He admitted that on the show. He's been swung at a lot. He said nobody's ever hit him. Nobody's connected, but he swung at. Well, Ricky swung a few times. <laughs> now, Ricky Rudd on mine. He'll swing at you. R- yeah, Ricky, uh, some of the best uh, post-race videos are Ricky and Biffle and Harvick. Back I don't in care there. who I make mine. Zero cares. I wouldn't be messing with Ricky Rudd. Them no. videos, well, that one, when him and Harvick are going out, he gets yeah. out of the car and he's sitting on the door there looking at him like, that's a guy that's going to really whoop your ass. Yeah. Like yeah. That's, yeah. Nah, I'm not. Nah, I'm Is out. Is that the one where the guy jumped on the jumped hood? Jumped on the hood, yeah. yeah he's in the Wood Brothers Mike, car. right? Big Mike. Yeah. Was that guy? Yeah. That's a uh, yeah. There's been well, see Harvick was at RCR where all them guys would fight for him back then. You know, you yeah, look like at them, Big them, Mike and all them, them guys. guys yeah. Loved to fight. Oh Thomas and Big Mike. Oh, yeah. absolutely, loved to fight. Big Mike was the Jackman at the time too. Um, I think he was Jackman back then. Yeah, they loved to fight. Yeah, yeah, and it was entertaining after it, the race. Awesome. I mean, yeah, there for a while, Biffle and Harvick and and uh, they had some good, some good run-ins. Man, it you was think entertaining. Joy could beat up Ricky? Ah oh, man, Ricky trains a lot. I mean, Ricky, I don't know. There's not many of these guys that I would like to see fight each other, honestly. We saw well, I love seeing them all fight. I, I know. <laughs> the, usually they're Let um, them wear a head, headrest or something. That way or a head a headrest. Here. What's that little What's that little like rugby helmet? Let them wear a rugby helmet. Well, they got that that sparring gear or whatever. You could just put them in that, and let them go. I mean, I, I'm all it's for just it. Just put them in a big freaking uh, sumo suits and let them have at it. <laughs> they can't hurt each other. <laughs> that would be great. <sighs> oh man, yeah. TJ, I'm, I'm, right, I'm, I'm well. pulling for you this week in DBC picks. How did DBC picks go? Anybody? Anybody know? You yeah. Congratulations, Freddie. You swept DBC picks at Dover. Now you're tied with Brett for the lead. Nine nine to seven. TJ's two I behind. should not have won yesterday. Chris Rebell has let me down on Saturday, man. I thought he'd be way better than what he was. So now we have our last pick of the crop of drivers you have before it resets for the playoffs at Daytona. Brett, I, didn't you already say who you're taking? I get to go first. No, I don't I think did. I, I have. A, I have a few people to pick from here. Ryan Priest, who? No, I'm sorry. Uh, that guy wrecks <laughs> a lot for You're whatever gonna, He's going to go with you. Ty Dillon, who, ah. He better not. He's going Bubba. <laughs> I ain't feeling him. So then it comes down to Michael McDowell, who has been known to squeak one out. And it comes down to Bubba Wallace, who has a lot going on right now. Quinn Huff is not on my radar. Uh, I wouldn't pick Freddie, Bubba. are you going to suck this week? I wouldn't pick Bubba with me tied with you for the lead here. <laughs> Freddie, are you going to suck this week or I don't, not? I, if you pick me, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Bubba Wallace can outrun Ricky Stenhouse because Ricky's going to crash. And then I think that Freddie's probably going to go with Matt Kenseth. So I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Bubba Wallace. Dumb. That's dumb. I mean, I've already made my pick last Bubba, week. Bubba, we got to run around. you got to finish right behind these two guys. That's all There's you There's some do. guys on this list that have to win. And, you know, I've got a – Ricky's got that Daytona car. It hasn't been wrecked yet, so – it knocked the hood of it off, but they fixed that, and it was fast at Talladega. So I got to go with, um, you know, like he said, cool track. Ricky's fast, so I got to go with Ricky. He's going to be aggressive. He knows he's got to win. So guys like that can be uh, dangerously quick, and and he's won races 
in these scenarios before. He's won races there. So he's also mounted the field. But, <laughs> I mean, uh, I got to go with Ricky. Uh, you know, there's there's obviously a couple guys I could pick from here. But a, a lot of times you pick – these plate races, you're picking – in our world, you're picking spotters almost as much as you're picking drivers here. So and you're not going with kids. <laughs> 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 no, let's skip Kansas. Oh uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Busher, uh, Herm Herm and and Stenhouse had a lot of success in that 17 car, and they and Busher's been in the top 10 I think every plate race this I year. I cannot so. believe you just threw your buddy Tony Range under the bus <laughs> like that. TJ, right. can you believe that? Hey, that I didn't say I'm just taking Herm over Reigns. Reigns is second best on the list right here, but <laughs> I'm just gonna take Herm over Reigns because I like Herm. I've been I've known Herm longer. I think is what the the main. There is here. A lot of guys are racing for a lot of things. We, you know, LaJoy said he's leaving his car at the end of the year. That vacates a spot. A lot of rumors around who that's going to be. A lot of rumors about guys that aren't in Cup right now coming to Cup. Justin Haley, Daniel Hemrick, Kaz Gralla. Uh, if those three guys come, it puts three Cup guys out, right? So it's uh, a lot's on the line for a lot of people right now. I mean, you look at the playoff picture, super important. Uh, but you also got to look at these people's futures, man. Like, just because you're a cup driver today doesn't mean you'll be one tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, you, you, like you talked about that 32 car. Corey, I mean, they basically put right in there, in their release when they when Corey left. Corey, Corey right now doesn't have a ride, I don't think. But, but there's somebody coming to that 32 car that's bringing a little bit of funding, and that's what's kind of booting Corey out of the seat. We've heard, we've heard that Kaz Grawl name thrown around. We've heard Ryan Priest's name thrown around that ride a little bit. So, you know. This is just a like Corey's. You know, you automatically you see that headline, you think, "Oh wow, Corey's got something." But in fact, it's just Corey knows he's getting replaced, so now he's kind of he's kind of jumping ahead of the, the curve here and, and trying to get in something better. And I think Corey is going to get in something better. I think he's he's improved that thirty two car a lot this year. I think they. I looked at a stat the other day, and it's three or four positions better average finish than when Matt ran it. And 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 believe it or not, it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's hard to do to go from a from a 26th, 27th place car to a 23rd place car. So, um, you know, it doesn't sound like much, but to a guy like Archie and them, that's that's a big deal. And and I think Corey's turned some heads and, you know, maybe some of the social stuff he's done, it, you know, puts people off a little bit. But, you know, he's, uh, he's a good kid. I hope he gets a good shot. I mean, it's just like Bubba. Like Bubba's sitting here potentially on a lot of funding. And, and for Bubba to go – from where he was last year to where he is this year with Jerry Baxter and you guys, like, y'all made a lot of gains. Yeah, you struggled at Dover, but there are places, man, where you've run very well. I mean, even like the Roval. If you said that Bubba Wallace would be running in the top eight or nine coming to the end of the race, I'd have said you're crazy. Like, I think that speaks to what you guys have done for jumping. But with him, to him to have the funding coming in that it appears he has, I mean, we've already seen DoorDash get announced. We've seen the Columbia piece get announced. Like, you know, if it, if those dollars have to turn into results for Bubba Wallace, period. And, and I think the same thing's in, in place for, for Corey. I talked to him. He Look, he's got some money with him. Uh, he's looking for a better scenario to go compete in the top 15. And, and that's all you can ask for. R- riding around 25th for these guys can't be fun. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, as always. And don't forget to share the link, send us tons of comments, and let us know what you think. I looked out of my phone yesterday. When that first wreck happened, we, oh no, we've got the red flag for the track repair. And I looked down and I had all kind of notifications. It was just 4,000 people saying the word data on my yeah. Twitter handle. <laughs> no, they were saying data. Data. It got tight. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, we, we love it. We appreciate all you guys. At least some good comments, reviews. At least our, our car actually moved up the racetrack this week. <laughs> we didn't have, you know, Ricky didn't come down the track across our nose. 
I didn't Unlikely. come down either. You know what we need to do? Going. We need to get Crush yeah, Boy the, back on here. For you're the, the innocent bystander. We need to get Crush Boy back on here next week for a quick segment because he doesn't understand these playoffs. He's asking, what does it mean to win a regular series championship? Some clown replied that it doesn't mean anything. Like, they don't understand what it's really worth to go out there and get those extra 15 playoff points. That is a pile. That's like winning three races That is uh, to that, get those 15 playoff that points. That puts you so, deep into the playoffs. So, so, so Crush Boy uh, – you need to listen to experts, not some of these clowns on Twitter. Trust us. Not to mention – Tell him to get his questions ready and get him on here, Freddie. You want that buffer, man. Like, if you have a bad race, that buffer that you that – earn, what you earn right there could totally take away some oh. mishap that can happen. Oh, absolutely. I think I, saw, I think I saw yesterday – I don't remember if it was before or after the race, so it might have changed after the race. But Harvick's already got, like – 57, 60 points, something like that. Yeah. And and he's going to get another 15. He's about – did he lock up the regular season yet? I mean, oh, yeah. I think yeah, pretty, oh, yeah. 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 100%. So he's going to have another 15. I mean, that, that's that's he's, a, that's a free pass to Phoenix. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you can, you can almost do whatever you want. You're in. Yeah. 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 But he's earned it. I mean, that's oh, why you – I mean, yeah, him and Danny both, are, you know, they're, they're that's why you, you know, win these races. That's why the racing is so – it's cutthroat, man, nowadays. you got to race for everything you can. You want – would you – how many – would you like five points right now? You know, no, I don't. I don't. I want to make it as nerve wracking as exactly. Possible. This is why you guys race all year, <laughs> man. That's why you need every point you can get. I think we should just give up thirty and just go into this thing tied with Matt and 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 William and Jimmy and just see what happens. That's what we do. <laughs> it's crazy. Hey, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you. You're gonna be back on the show, Casey. Best of luck this week uh, delivering a kid or having a kid or yeah, whatever <laughs> happens there. If it's Sunday, we're coming. I know we're gonna not see any okay. pictures, but uh, hopefully at some point we'll get to meet her. <laughs> I'll be posting lots just for you guys. Thank you. We out. Holla. Thanks. See ya. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.